stand and shake one another's hands, especially if you see a visitor. Let's do that right now.
You hear this every Sunday, but I want you to know that we really mean it. Thank you for coming to the house of the Lord and choosing to worship him here, especially if you are here for the first time. If you'd fill out one of the visitor's cards, we'd appreciate it. If you as a church member and community member have a special prayer request, if you will put that on the visitor's card, I promise you we'll honor it in the coming week. Tracy Long, one of our deacons dressed in yellow, will come and... uh, Come and lead us in prayer. And then we've got two folks that want to share an announcement. Uh, Linda Hatcher is going to come and share, and then Mandy Garrett, okay? Good morning. What a special Sunday we have today. I want to take a brief moment to share. Today's Sunday school lesson is talking about unstoppable opportunities. This past week here at Theresa Church, the RAs and I had the opportunity to participate in shoeboxes for children. Yesterday, there was an event here, and it was Stop World Hunger. As Herbert says a lot, not boasting about Theresa Baptist Church, but just sharing as Christians and a family of God the unstoppable opportunities that we have each and every week to share and to serve our Lord. Let us go to prayer now, please. Most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, dear Lord, what a beautiful Sunday morning you have given us. Dear Lord, the hints of fall that is in the air reminds us that the coming of the season Thanksgiving and Christmas, and dear Lord, as our calendars become hectic and scheduled. Father, we just pray that we'll take time to stop and worship you and give you the praise and glory for everything you've given us. Father, as we talk about the opportunities, we look around our world, and our world is in chaos today, of people that are in need, would it be from the hurricane that recently hit, floods, or dear Lord, war in foreign countries. Father, we just ask that we come together as a church, as a body, and as Christians. Lord, we come to the aid and the need of those, especially in this holiday season. Father, again, we rejoice in the house this morning as we've come to share and to come closer to thee. We lift you up. We praise your name. In the Lord's name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Tracy. I just want, I'm just so full this morning, so thankful for being able to participate yesterday. Helena and uh, Oak Grove United Methodist Churches participated. Uh, Providence Person and Theresa, we worked together yesterday, and the fellowship and the spirit was dynamic. But I really want to thank the people of Theresa for your contributions and for the time that you spent. And for, we had one chairwoman. And we were very grateful for her. And thank you, Liz, for coming. It, it was so much fun to be together. And we thank you for our kitchen crew. But we had two men. And uh, I'm thankful for them and for our, our little men, our younger men, the, uh, the RAs. Everybody worked their hearts out until about 3 o'clock. And I just thank the Lord that... We bagged 25,062 meals yesterday. (laughs) They have already had an appeal from an orphanage in Haiti for food because the children there are going hungry from the hurricane, Matthew. So this week, what we packaged here will go to Haiti to the orphanage to help feed those children. Thank you. I can't see over it. Um, I was able to participate for a while yesterday morning, and it it was rewarding, and I'm just so glad that we met our goal. I understand they actually gave out of bags rather than uh, people to package them. But this is an exciting week we have coming up this week. We have elections on Tuesday. Y'all, we really need to pray for those elections. But not only the elections, Friday is Veterans Day. And I'm honored to be an an American. I'm honored to be the spouse of of a veteran who served in Vietnam. And also just to remind the veterans here, Wednesday, the Register Deeds, along with different businesses throughout Person County, 
offering a photo ID discount card to thank our veterans. I need you to record your DD-214s or your military discharges, or if you have one on record, just come to the office on Wednesday and you'll have your uh, photo ID taken. You'll also receive gifts, snacks, and appreciation for your service. And as the choir sang, they said, uh, the name above all names, that is Jesus Christ. And thank you, veterans, for keeping our country safe. Thank you to make our nation one, one nation under God. Would you ask the veterans to stand so okay. we can acknowledge them? All right. Veterans, please stand. <laughs> And we do, we do, a, okay. Okay. Well, please come to the office on Wednesday, and uh, it's just one small way that the Register Deeds and myself can say thank you. Thank you. And wait a minute, Mandy. There's something else. Mandy's going to be retiring from the Register of Deeds at the end of this month. Don't, don't move any farther. Just stand right there. All right. And uh, I don't know if you've had to have any business up there um, in the time that she's been there. You've been there 20-something years? 24 years. And um, Mandy has taken that job to heart as a Christian. And there have been some positions that people have had to hold in the public sector as well as in the private that has been in conflict with their Christian beliefs. And I know this to be true with Mandy. And Mandy has stood tall in doing her job and serving her Lord. And I'm not just trying to single her out, but I think the people of Person County owe her a great, uh, a great amount of respect and love for what she has done and for what she has stood for as a public official. And so I think we need to give Mandy a round of applause too. Thank you. I wanted to wait until later on in the service to share something with you that, that I can truthfully say that God has laid on my heart this morning since I got to the church. Uh, as Mandy said, this is a very important week, this coming week. Um, I feel like all Christians have been praying for this election. And I, again, I'm, I'm not trying to take a side. I've already voted. Folks, I believe, and, and this is being a well-used phrase, but I believe our nation is at a crossroad. Amen. And I would remind you that when nations have been at crossroads, God has given instruction as to how they should proceed. And I think one of those Instructions has been found in Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, that I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Folks, in my lifetime, I, I don't remember a time that I feel is as crucial as this. Um, and I'm not saying this just because I'm a preacher, but it seems as if we are trying to turn away from God as a nation. We're being limited in, in our, our voices, even at the ballot box, I feel, because if the state of North Carolina voters can, can vote something to be considered law in that state and then a court overthrow it, I think it just shows the sign of the time. 
And we'll not only take a stand as we vote, but we need to be much in prayer um, for, for our nation. And tonight, I would like, instead of us having the adult worship service, I'm not trying to get out of that, but I want just the church doors to be open. I know tomorrow's World Day of Prayer. But I want to ask you, and again, I know you can pray at home, but to me, there's very special about coming to the church and simply falling at this altar or sitting in this, these pews and, and praying. Would you come and pray that God would lead this country, not only on Tuesday? Uh, somebody reminded me of Proverbs 21.1 a couple of weeks ago, and it reads this way, The king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. And folks, regardless of who wins the election on Tuesday, if we pray that God would turn their heart to him, I believe this nation will turn back. Amen. Um, it, it disturbs me, uh, and I'm, I'm going to be very negative for just a moment, but here's the reality that we're living in. We have abandoned God. If we can only share the word of God um, and pray in churches, if our children are not allowed to do that and we substitute a moment of silence, if we can no longer have the Ten Commandments hanging on courthouse walls, I heard a couple of statistics since Roe versus Wade. There have been over 60 million abortions in this country. Folks, the blood of those children must be crying out to God for justice. There's lawlessness. Two weeks ago in one of the larger cities in the United States, that weekend, now this is off the news, okay? And don't tell me I've been listening to Fox News too much because this is what's on the radio, okay? But over 500 shootings happened in the city of Chicago and of those, I think 30-something people died. It's happening in our state. Many young children innocently are being killed. I, I don't think since the, the 60s I've seen the tension in this country between not only races but people. We're split down the middle in this country, politically, um, racially. And folks, the only cure for this is turning back to God. And this problem is not going to be solved at the ballot box Tuesday. It's going to be solved when we, as God-fearing people, get on our knees again and ask him to turn this country back to him and bring a great revival. And so I just want to ask you tonight that the doors will be open, the lights will be on. I'll hopefully be in my office. I'm not going to be in here telling you what to do or anything like that, but would you, would you pray for our country? Would you pray whomever is elected, their heart would turn to God? These folks that we're electing are the ones that are going to be making the laws, folks. And here's the true law right here, the word of God. And we must turn back to it. There must be a great revival within Washington, D.C., as well as all of the United States. And folks, whether our candidates get elected or not, it will be our responsibility as well as our privilege to lift them up in prayer. And so would you come tonight between 6 and 7, and again, the doors will be unlocked, the lights will be on. I want to ask the youth leaders to bring the youth into the sanctuary and for just a moment ask them to pray for our country and for our election. And I'll leave it up to the Awanus leaders. If you want to bring the children in here, just let them know what we're doing. We're praying for our country. We must turn back to God. We must seek his face. And again, the solution is not, I hope you vote. But if we're counting on the ballot box to be the place where change comes, you can't get change until Jesus Christ is Lord of your heart Amen. and Lord of a nation. So I plead with you to come tonight. And you may go ahead. 
Um, my heart is pounding on my chest, so I've always been told when you feel like you need to speak, you need to speak. Amen. Um, and you open the door. Because I was actually going to tell my Sunday school class, I fill in every now and then when somebody's on vacation or something. And I was going to share this with them. Last week, Donnie and I were in Fayetteville at my daughter's church called The River. And the preacher spoke a very, very powerful message about the prayer. And he opened the door about prayer meetings and how our churches are, you know, if he was saying he was going to cook a big pig and homemade fixings and desserts, the church would be full. And I'm as guilty of this as, as anything because I don't come on Sunday night. It's always been my family night. But he, he really tweaked me. And you just opened the door for me just to share just a second of what I don't have all my notes in this book. I have it in my other Bible. But he said if he had a big pig picking with all the trimmings that we would fill the church. He says, but when he calls for a prayer meeting, you don't come. I don't come. And I just, I just had a few notes, and I'm very unprepared for this. But it just said, you know, when he, when he, we've turned away from the prayer of how powerful prayer really is. And just some of my, just some halfway notes that I've taken, it says take half of the criticisms that we have about this election or anything else and turn it to prayer. And I just put, wow. I just put little words like that that, in, that impact me a great deal. It says go before the holy God. Our God is more powerful than anything, any political party, when we recognize, when we will be recognized as the people of God. We are guilty of the omission of the perseverance of prayer. And, and I just wrote my note to you call a prayer meeting, the house is empty, but we want to complain about everything and not come before him and pray. And I know now I got to be here tonight because I'm standing here before you to keep me accountable. Everything we talk about, everything we complain about, everything, we need to filter it before him. We need to have our faces on this floor and be praying about this, not just counting on somebody else to pray about it. Um, and God, I just, I just said God is speaking all around us. Are we really listening? Are we listening? And his lesson last week was keep asking till you get an answer. Keep seeking until you find it. And you keep knocking until that door opens. If, and he said not just to do a few knocks, but keep knocking, 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 knocking. And if you get tired of knocking, that's when our fellow Christians is to help us knock, 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 and to help each other through it. And because I know Wednesday night, I told them here, I thought I knew they thought I was a nut. I just was laid on my heart to share. But I have had people knocking, 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 and praying for me and my family. But I'm just, I, we need to take seriously what our pastor has said and um, come and pray. Thank you. I didn't mean to take a Worship's about to break out, y'all. But we, let me get you, let me get you up here, or get you to turn around so people can know. Turn. Okay. Okay. If you want to come down to the altar and pray, that'll be good at this time. I know this is unscheduled, unplanned. We'll get you out of here at 930, I promise, okay? But would you come? If you want to come to the altar, you can stay where you're at. But if you want to come to the altar, please feel free to do that. Father, forgive us when we thought that 
our power and might has come because our nation is so strong. But God, these months, these years, have revealed to many of us how weak our nation is. Truly, we are a superpower. We have nuclear weapons, weapons of mass destruction that could wipe out nations and even perhaps destroy the world. But God, that's not the power we need now. We need your Holy Spirit to fill this land. We need, Father, to hear a word from you. We need, Father, to turn again to the word of God and know that it is the infallible, inspired word of God. And we need, Lord, to confess our sins and repent and humble ourselves and seek your face and pray. And God, we're concerned about more than just who becomes our next president and senators and governor. Lord, we're concerned about our nation forsaking you. God, we pray that you would use us as a church, as a church family, and most of all as individuals, Lord. Lord, thank you that we can be reminded from Scripture that those early disciples were called people that were turning their world upside down. God, we have become so afraid to speak for you and live for you. And God, we've, we've been so afraid to stand tall because of criticism or ridicule. But God, help us now to see the need of serving you and standing up for you and picking up our cross and denying ourselves. And God, we pray for this election. God, forgive us when it's become a fight between two opposing political parties. Help us to see what is at stake here is not the parties, but our nation. God, help us to pass on to our children and grandchildren and children yet to be born a nation that truly believes in the one true God and seeks to serve and honor him. And God, for those who would turn away from you, who do not know your word and do not know your son, we pray for them, Father, that they would come to faith in Christ, that they would see that he is the only way and the only truth and only life. And God, I pray again that we as Christians would stand tall and, Lord, not argue with others or not belittle others because they vote differently or feel differently than we do. Help us, Lord, to know that because we are your creations, whether we are black or white or Hispanic or Asian or whatever nationality, that we are your creation. God, help us as a nation to turn from our sin. God, forgive us for what we as Christians have allowed to take place in this land. And God, again, forgive us when we haven't prayed as we ought. Forgive us when we've expected someone else to take the lead when you have prepared us, Lord, to stand tall. God, help this church that we'll be found faithful. And God, help us to love each other. God, in a world that is so divided, it is hard to love our neighbor. It's hard to love those that think differently or feel differently than we do or believe differently. But God, please, please, Lord, turn our hearts to you and turn this nation back to you. For we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Patty and Fran had selected a special music to play today, and they've asked, they think this is a very appropriate time as people are going back to their seats. And thank you, if you didn't come to the front, thank you for praying. But Patty and Fran are going to now give special music.
Well, I'm going to let you read the announcements. Uh, one thing that I do want to mention is the deacons meeting has been canceled for the night at seven o'clock. Okay, but please notice the other uh, the other meetings that are going on this week. Uh, please pray for the youth group that's going to leave and go to Red Springs on Friday. And um, uh, again, there's there's all this is in the bulletin. Please please check all of those things out. We do need to lift others up in prayer today. Um, let me first of all mention folks that have died. Uh, Larry Clayton's death is mentioned in the bulletin. But Rick Allen, many of you know Rick. Rick is uh, Evelyn Wilson, who comes to the 11 o'clock service, her son-in-law. He died early this morning at Duke Hospital. Don't have any arrangements on that yet. And over the years, um, a very dear friend of mine, Reverend Frank Keels, who has come and preached at our church um, before, uh, Frank had been sick for many years. Uh, Frank died uh, last night also. And I ask you to remember his family. Um, others, please add these to the list. At Person Memorial, Wayne Solomon. Uh, tomorrow, um, we shared Wednesday night, Joyce Wren's leukemia has come back. It had been in remission for about eight or nine months. And she will start... Um, a new chemo tomorrow, and she'll take it five days straight and then be off for three weeks. So please remember her tomorrow. She begins this new chemo. Uh, please remember, and, and it's important we remember these folks uh, that are in the um, rehab centers, Joe Lee and Mebbin, but Hall and Durham and Teresa Bowes in Durham. Uh, Plato Paul was in... Um, Duke Regional, he is back at Roxburgh Nursing Center. Betty Bray is back at Cambridge Hills. And also, please remember Mr. Ed Green. I haven't heard this morning if he has passed, but I understand that they're not expecting him to live much longer. So please remember him. Tommy, have, is he still living? Is he, okay, he is. Okay. Leslie Ladd in Chapel in, in UNC uh, Hillsboro. Rachel uh, Carver was moved. Uh, to the Bryan Center in Yanceyville this week uh, from the Person Memorial. Uh, also, there were several other folks that were in the hospital this week. Uh, Cindy Fox had surgery Wednesday. Uh, she is back at home. Carol Gentry had surgery on Thursday. She is back at home. Marvin Giles had surgery on Thursday. He is back at home. Uh, Donna Wilburn had surgery on, um, on Tuesday, and she is back at home. And others that were in the hospital, Tammy uh, Bowes, that is Tammy Bray Bowes, was in Duke Regional. Tim Clayton was in Roxborough Hospital. He's back with us today. Um, Caitlin Robertson was in uh, North Carolina Memorial Hospital for a couple of days. She is back at home. Also, please remember um, Jean Clayton, who was in Person Memorial, and she is back at home. Uh, Doug Carver, Elma Clayton, uh, Vicki Hubbard, Rosa Mae Lewis, Matthew Thornburg, Red Siemens, uh, Brenda Stegall, Rocky Stewart, Ricky Robertson, Alton Reeves, Susan Gentry, uh, Barbara Winstead, Texie Wren, Charles Westbrook, Donald Wilton, and Rick Wilbert. And also, please add Ansley uh, Carver. This is Josh and Demetra Carver's daughter. She's three and a half years old. She is at Duke. That is Clarence and Francis's great granddaughter. So please remember her also. Let us pray together. Father, God, this is turning out to be a rather strange service. But yet we know that when we come together in your name, you are here. And God, I thank you that sometimes you shake things up, Lord, just to keep us on our toes and God, I thank you for the many people that have already participated in worship through prayer and through testimony. And God, I, I just pray that, Lord, you would bless us all in these moments as we gather in your house. Reaffirm, Lord, our faith in you as being the living and true God. And God, just thank you for how you have blessed us in so many ways. And Lord, because we are blessed, Lord, we... We want to lift up the needs of others to you. And God, we pray for those that are grieving today, for the Clayton family and the Keels family and the Allen family. God, please minister to them and comfort them. 
for those, Lord, that are in the hospitals and rehab centers and nursing centers now, even this hour, bless them. Keep them, Lord, in your care. For those that are in the hospital today, God, may they know of your presence with them. Lord, we know that you're here, but may people not think because you're at church, you're not with them. May they know, Father, that you're right there beside them. Please be with Joyce Wren and Ricky as Joyce begins the chemo again this week, Father, and may it go well. God, for the many that were in the hospital this past week who had surgeries and tests and treatments, we pray that you would bless them too. And Father, for many, many others, God, please keep them in your care. For people that are still homeless and without the necessities of life because of hurricanes and other disasters, Father, please bless them also. And Lord, whatever need we have in this hour, we just lift it up to you. And we pray, Father, that we would honor you because you honor us and you love us. Keep us faithful, Father. Help us to fight the good fight and to stand firm. Help us to not sell out to worldly things. But, Lord, help us to be found faithful unto death in your kingdom's work. And as we pray together, we remember the prayer that your son taught his disciples to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our verse this month, we don't have it on the overhead. Our verse this month is from, uh, yeah, we do. We got it on the back. Uh, is from Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 10. Let's read this together, okay? And you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. I'm not trying to slight the younger children today, but we're going to skip over the children's moment this morning, and we're going to sing uh, the offertory and take up the offering. We got a video to show during the offering. We got a video back there, Sarah, to show during the offering. Okay, okay, all right. So, Janet, if you'll come and lead us. Please join us and stand and sing hymn 310, Blessed Be the Name. We'll sing all verses.
As Christians, we know that honoring God means looking higher, that our lives are lived in light of a bigger purpose. And so we honor God with what we've been given, our families, our finances, our very lives. We honor him when we preserve the nation he's entrusted to us and steward our responsibility for her future. We honor God by looking higher than mere politics, acknowledging that God gave us government for our good and treating our vote as a gift to use for his glory. As Christians, we are called to choose even when the choices are hard. So we must choose carefully, prayerfully. On this election day, will you look higher and honor God with your vote?
I promised you that we would get out at 9.30, didn't I? <laughs> Thank you, Jeanette. At least one person's going to stay. Uh, everything about being Christian is about faith. And I'd like to add something else to that without calling attention to myself and other pastors. But everything about being a pastor is about faith. That is, believing that when the church of God assembles, that regardless of how good or bad the performance of the pastor is, that the Holy Spirit of God is in the place and he will speak the hearts. I don't know that I've done this every morning, but in recent years, as I get here early in the morning on Sundays and as I walk from my parking spot to the building, I ask God that he would be here and do what he wants to do. And I realize that it is, this is not a human thing, this is a God thing. And that if we don't hear and listen to him and hear from him, we have wasted an hour's time. And so what I'm going to do this morning is simply read the word of God to you, found in Deuteronomy chapter 8. And if you haven't read this passage of scripture lately, I encourage you to do it. I don't know why I have been drawn back so many times in recent months to this passage of scripture for my own reading but also to bring to the church and perhaps just read some verses out of it. But folks, I believe that we are in danger of forgetting God. And listen, that song, and I I did not know it, Blessed Be the Name, the last stanza, let me read those words to you. I never shall forget that day, blessed be the name of the Lord, when Jesus washed my sins away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I want to ask you and I as Christians, have we forgotten what God has done for us? And folks, I want to tell you, it happens to the people of God when they take their eyes off of God. Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 8 had been been delivered from Pharaoh. They had been delivered from slavery and they were marching toward the promised land. And folks, that land is still so precious to the Jewish people because God gave it to them. And I don't believe they're ever going to be moved from that spot until Jesus Christ comes back again. That is possession that God gave them. But they so often wandered from God. And folks, when we wander from God, when we, when we, when we forget God, it brings a great penalty Because we bring condemnation upon ourselves. God wanted to bless, but they pushed God aside. And again, I think this is what's happening in our nation. We must not push God aside. And folks, let me tell you something as Christians. We're between being delivered from sin and given the promised land of heaven that Jesus promised. Do you realize that? I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. And the promised land is comparable to heaven itself for us. But what are we doing in these years between the time that we get saved and the time that we're called to be with him? And folks, for 40 years, the people of Israel had wandered around in the wilderness. You know why? Not because nobody had GPS. It was because they were stubborn and rebellious. Will our nation... Will our world enter into a wilderness now because we're forgetting God? And I'm going to ask God that as I read his holy word, that his Holy Spirit would take and penetrate into our hearts and would speak to us. Let me just read the word of God to you, okay? Deuteronomy chapter 8, and I'm going to read, I'm going to read the entire chapter, okay? All the commandment which I command you this day, you shall be careful to do. Now think about it. They had the Ten Commandments. They had what we call the Book of Covenant. You and I had the entire Word of God before us. Are we obeying His Word? Are we living His Word? 
Are we getting into his word so that he can speak to us about what he wants to do in and through us? God says, all the commandment which I have commanded you this day, ye shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember. And folks, again, listen to what he says about remembering and about what they have forgotten. You shall remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he may humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And please notice as we read these verses how often the word heart is mentioned because you see the main problem with these people was their heart. Their heart had turned away from God. Their heart had turned cold toward God. How can our hearts turn cold toward God when he has blessed us and done so much for us? For 425 years, those folks had been slaves in Egypt. And they had cried out to God, as you read about this, the beginning of the book of Exodus. They had cried out to God for deliverance. Well, God delivered them, and guess what? They turned against him. Back on track, verse 3. He humbled you, he let you hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but by, that man lives by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. You remember when Jesus is tempted in the wilderness by Satan? You remember how he, how he refutes the temptations? He quotes the word of God. How can you and I live as a Christian in a world like we live in? It is by the strength from the word of the Lord. And listen to this verse 4, your clothing did not wear out upon you. Your foot did not swell those 40 years. What is he talking about? God has taken such good care of them. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord disciplines you. So you, and listen to verse 6, three things that God instructs his people. You shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways, and by fearing him. Keep the word of God. And folks, we need a Bible revival in our land. We need to get back into the word of God. We need to teach our children the word of God. We need to stand before them and live the word of God for them. Keep the commandments of the Lord, walk in his ways, and fear him. Verse 7, for the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. God's always got something planned for us. He's bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks, of water, of fountains and springs, flowing forth in valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will like nothing. You hear that? Folks, we're searching for a source that would never end in our world. And the Lord Jesus is the only one who can provide every need we have. And, and doesn't this put new light on what David said in Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, or I have everything I need. What are you needing in your life? Turn over to Jesus Christ, and he'll provide that need. And I'm not talking about hitting the lotto jackpot, okay? That's not what I'm talking about. A land which you will eat bread without scarcity and which you will like nothing. A land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. And again, the greatness of the land that God was giving them. You shall eat and be full and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Let me ask you something. You shall bless... Don't you think this implies that the people thank God for everything that he had given them? How many of us have strayed away from thanking God for the basic essentials that he has given us? You know, when we're hungry, it's easy to pray, isn't it? But when we're full, it's kind of hard, isn't it? We forget God. And this is what had happened. Take heed lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his ordinances and statutes, which I command you this day. And I want to tell you once again the importance of the word of God. If God's got it in this book, we need to do it Amen. or not do it. 
lest when you have eaten and are full and have built goodly houses and live in them and when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied, all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God. And you see, again, the basic problem is a heart problem. You forget the Lord God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness with his fiery serpents, scorpions, thirsty ground where there's no water, who brought you water out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna which your fathers did not know that he might humble you and test you to do you good in the end. And here God is saying whatever testing I put you through is to do you good in the end. Verse 17 Beware, lest you say in your heart, my power and my hand have given me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for he, it, it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant which he swore to your fathers as at this day. And listen to the warning. If you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you this day that you shall perish. Like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you, so you shall perish because you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord your God. As we march toward Thanksgiving, would we remember God? And if we have forgotten him, would we turn back to him and confess our unfaithfulness? And would we put him back in the right place in our hearts and in our lives? Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, please take your word and what has happened in this service this morning and help us to remember all that you have done for us and to see by faith what you have planned for us. And God, help us not to be drawn away by our own selfish desires, but God, help us to be drawn closer to you. God, please give us a new hunger and thirst for the word of God. May the Bible not be pushed aside, but may the Bible begin to dwell in our hearts and minds and shape our lives and our decision-making in all that we do. And Father, today I pray for revival in my heart Revival in our hearts, revival in his church, that we would turn back to you, that we would not forget you and all of your goodness and mercy toward us. And we would pray that if there are those here today that have not yet trusted Christ as Savior, that even this hour they would cry out to him and be born into his kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our hymn of invitation is number 436, where he leads me. Is God is make, leading you to make a public stand or profession of faith or decision? Would you come? Let us stand together. <clears throat>